Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Don't tell me that you can't see her. Try as you might, you can't beat her. Every inch of her. Every inch of her. Every inch of her walking miracle. From newsounds.org, this is a remote edition of Soundcheck. I'm John Schaefer. Andrew Bird is a singer, songwriter, violinist, guitarist, whistler, and, in recent times, an actor with a recurring role in the TV series Fargo. Over the years, Andrew Bird's version of indie rock has drawn on classical music, folk music, old-time jazz, and more. His latest album is called Inside Problems, and Andrew and his band repaired to an outdoor facility to record a couple of songs for us for this edition of the Soundcheck podcast. The first of them is this one called Eight.
That's Andrew Bird and a, a live performance of his song Eight, which you'll find on his most recent album called Inside Problems. But uh, he and the band um, recording that looks like outdoors, Andrew. First of all, it's great to see you again. Good to see you, John. So where did you record these uh, these live performances? Uh, it's a place called In Sheep's Clothing, which is... Uh, a place in LA that has like a vinyl, like a Japanese vinyl bar. You have to be quiet when you have your drink and they play rare vinyl nice. records. Okay. Uh, so Tyler Chester on bass and A. Brown's on drums and uh, you, of course, Andrew singing. Uh, you set up the violin loop, then you pick up the guitar to, to play along. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the number eight. Mm-hmm. It actually seems to be about the number eight at first what what is really going on in this song you know i don't it's the one song on the album i can't really tell you it's it's just a an amusement it's an entertainment i love it's my favorite number 
I thought there's like days of the week songs. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a formulaic thing. I thought I'll do I'll do an, a number song like you know Schoolhouse Rock and whatever. Um, and it turns out you know it was just kind of a uh, on a lark, and it it turns out to be, even though it doesn't mean a whole lot, it's just it's the song that people really gravitate towards on the album. The the album Inside Problems is you know it seems to be. Uh, a very interior record, as the title might indicate. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, there are continuous, it seems to me, references to someone outside of your own life, and that is the writer Joan Didion. Mm-hmm. Um, even even in the the title track, you know, uh, in in Inside Problems, the phrase, you know, I just got born. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to me now, I'm molten. Oh my God, I just got born. I just got born. I just got born. You know, this kind of echo of the, the Yeats poem that Joan Didion was slouching towards Bethlehem to be born. Yeah. What was the, the significance of Joan Didion to you in this project? Um, well, I was I was reading her quite a bit over the last few years, and uh, I also early, when I was uh, in my early twenties, I was in I I spent a lot of time with Yeats as well. So I was I was reading Slouching Towards Bethlehem, mm. her essays from nineteen sixty eight, and how she references the Second Coming by Yeats. And uh, right, I thought you know maybe it was time for a to check in with that, that concept of things falling apart. I, I have a close friend who used to work at a restaurant where Joan and her husband would come in as regulars mm. every Saturday night and seat them. And uh, they were uh, coming in every week and then they stopped in December of, I think, 2004. And then she came back in alone. After uh, he had died. Yeah, after he had died. And uh, that story struck me. Uh, I was thinking of that as I was reading Year of Magical Thinking, and that just all seeped into a song I was working on at the time, which became Lone Didion. Every Saturday night she came in with him Table six in the back, tall beer and a gin she comes in alone on video If he lies, says he'll keep you safer than you And he leaves and he makes you pay for your gym Now she comes in alone It should just be a heartbreakingly sad song and, and it is a sad story but as with many of the songs on this record, there's, I don't know, there's something kind of comforting uh, about it. Uh, w- was this a pandemic record for you? Was there some comfort in this, in the making of this for you? Absolutely. I mean, it's like how I um, kind of kept my, I, I kind of put my personal demons to, to work. Because <laughs> uh, they were, you know, a lot of us were going through insomnia 
right. during this time. There's so much to uh, you could spiral about. Um, and I, that was my way of dealing with it. And that's, that's what I've, I've always done that. You know, it's always been therapeutic to write songs and all, but I was more acutely aware of it during this time because it was such a insular time. You know, there weren't, weren't that many conversations with friends. It was just, I just became more aware of that, that, that interior world and just this weird job that I have that every three years I, I, I sort of incubate these songs and nurture them in, inside my head. And then at some point you project them across the threshold mm. out into the world. And it's just such a strange process. Does it seem to go in three-year cycles for you? Roughly, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's usually some in-between projects yeah. in there. Right. Then there was a little... Little in between project this time around the uh, the TV series Fargo, mm-hmm. which you know uh, th- the next song we're going to hear from you is is atomized and it just it strikes me that you know the atomization of our culture, mm-hmm. you know that you can have had a successful musical career over the course of like twenty plus years and you do one TV show and suddenly <laughs> ten times that amount of people know you as as a part time actor as opposed to knowing you from you know, this full-time job that you've devoted your heart and soul to for so many years. That must, yeah. that must be weird. Yeah, I just never thought of, I've never gave acting a thought, you know, before this came up. It came out of nowhere. And uh, I, was, I had months and months to, to freak out about it to, to, <laughs> between being asked to do it and then showing up to work. And... Uh, I, th- I kept saying, I'm a performer, I'm a perform- performer, it's the same thing, it's the mm-hmm. same, just, you know. And was it? it it's far different, uh, <laughs> thing. It's like, sustain, you know, with the rock show, it's, it's like, preserve yourself until the rock show. Right. And then you project all this energy out. And this is like a, like a all long 15 hour day of take after take after take of like, okay, you know, 15 more times with, with feeling. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, there are certainly records that have been made that way, you know? Yeah. I, I try to avoid that feeling in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so let, let's, let's hear this performance of Atomized next. It is built around a quote from Beethoven's Seventh Symphony. Why that piece? Um, it just it kind of seeped in, into my head while it was just, you know, you've got your own ideas um, that get stuck in your head when you're writing, and then you sometimes you have other ideas that, that get in there, and you're like, why not? Why wouldn't this be the bridge <laughs> to the song? It's, it's, it's taking up a lot of mental real estate, so might as well just put it in there. Um, but I, I think I think I was watching that movie Howard's End, and it, there's a scene where uh, there's a uh, a pianist sort of doing a, a reductive mm. performance of of that theme, and then it, that's where it kind of got in there. And of course, Beethoven being long dead was in no position to argue. So yeah, here <laughs> let's hear it. Andrew Bird and the trio uh, recorded live. 
playing this version of Atomized from the new album Inside Problems.
That's Andrew Bird with Tyler Chester and Abe Rounds and a live version of the song Atomized, um, which, Andrew, um, is really one of the keystones in the narrative arch of this record inside Problems. I mean, it has a lot going on in it, you know? The, yeah. The Beethoven that we talked about, things fall apart. Again, that, that reference to Joan Didion and the Yeats poem and stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it seems to kind of set up the end of the record where the final song is never fall apart. You know, yeah. were, did, you, did you have that in mind? Was there a kind of arc of storytelling, of, of resolution in, in this record? Uh, I mean, I take sequencing an album pretty seriously. It takes a long time. But it's, it's really not about um, conceptual themes as much as it is like key changes and tempo changes and flow. Mm. But then there's always a song, there's a song that feels like a commencement to something. And then there's a song that feels like you're waving from the back of the train at the end. And Never Fall Far Apart felt like like that kind of, it's time to say goodbye. And never fall again echo you know one of the recurring themes of the album you know the, yeah the idea that th- things fall apart slouching towards bethlehem all those phrases we associate with joan didion and then there's again this kind of comforting conclusion you know never fall apart mm-hmm. um so y- you have classical music training uh i don't know if you've been to the ojai festival um north of of la there I haven't been to it yet, but we go to Ojai quite a bit. Yeah, I, I was at uh, this summer's Ojai Festival where the, the flute player Emmy Ferguson did a whole program called About Bach. And mm-hmm. she inserted one of your pieces, Hover One, mm. Uh, mm. in front of a Bach prelude. Hover One is one of your instrumental pieces, which does seem to kind of show that music school background. I mean, is that, how, how, how much do you try to compartmentalize these things? How much do you try and synthesize them? I mean, all my experiences, including music school, to me, I approach them like an oral tradition, like, like folk music even though it very decidedly wasn't, <laughs> especially in conservatory, you know, it's, it's, um, but the way I came at it was all like, it was, I was just soaking it up by ear. Um, so difference between that and playing old time music or Irish music or learning jazz, it's all, I just soaked up classical music the same 
it's n no different. Um, so, so you might be then uh, pleased to hear that when Emmy Ferguson played Hover One, she did it with an early music ensemble. You know, playing the oh, cool. the kind of the the instruments of the the Baroque flute and the Baroque violin and all that kind oh, of stuff. I, man, I I didn't this I, this is the first I've heard about this. This is yeah. uh, this is cool. So let me um, let me ask you about the final song we're going to hear, which is "Make a Picture." Mm. Um, what strikes me first of all, before I heard a note of the song, was the title, mm -hmm. because you expect it to be "Take a Picture." Yeah, and it's not. It's "Make a Picture," which is a very very different thing. Yeah, um, actually, I was talking to a photographer friend of mine in Germany recently. And uh, he was actually saying that's a thing amongst photographers to, who some like um, Ansel Adams like to say, make a picture and some other, you know, photojournalists will just say, take a picture. But um, it's the song is kind of about um, how we put together a narrative of what we've what we've seen and experienced, um, how we edit it and uh, taking all the, you know, things we've all the crazy stuff we've been through in the last three, three years, three or four years, even more. But um, running in the streets like feral cats will be hard to miss. Take a knee and raise a paw. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> some wild, wild stuff in there. But um, and it's it's fairly pretty uplifting, actually. It's it's trying, you know, well, it's trying to. Yeah. That that was going to be my next uh, question was, you know, some of these songs, some of the songs on the album that have the densest or darkest material have the jauntiest sound. <laughs> yeah, that's always been, I've never gone dark on dark with, I've always enjoyed the contrast. Yeah. Um, it, either I, I'm oblivious to it or, or maybe that's intentional, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah. All right. Let's hear the uh, performance of Make a Picture, Andrew Bird, with a live version of this song from the album Inside Problems. Make a picture. Make it snappy. 
Picture live performance from Andrew Bird, the singer, violinist, guitarist, looper, whistler, actor. Um, how how hard is it when you do that thing where your your vocal vocal line, the wordless vocals, are doubling the violin? Because if either your voice or the violin slips a little, we're gonna know it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it kind of. I mean that that's live that that recording. Yeah. Um, so, it you just can't use headphones um, ah. because if you hear too, you gotta have the sound of your voice and the instrument mingling before it hits the microphone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you separate it too much, you're like you start thinking too much and it falls apart. But um, that the violin and my voice and the whistle are all coming from the same place and the violin is pressed up against my vocal cords. So it's, they want to do the same thing, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it'd be a lot harder to sing something different than what I'm playing. Um, <laughs> that's why you, you know, play it like a guitar to get it away from your vocal cords. But, um, in this, in this case, I, I kind of, um, yeah, it's a lot of times I'll, I'll start to sing and I'll accidentally whistle or I'll start to whistle 
whistle and I'll accidentally play. They're all <laughs> the same thing, mm. you know. Well, I mean, you know, if you're playing the same set night after night on tour, and you must be looking forward to being on tour again, yeah. uh, that kind of surprise, that element of surprise, must that must be very welcome. No, I mean, I think when those accidents happen, it means you're very connected, you know, yeah. to what's happening. Well, the, uh, the album is called Inside Problems. Andrew Bird uh, recorded live there in L.A. and playing this Friday night, the 29th, at the rooftop of Pier 17 here in New York. Uh, I won't be here uh, on Friday night, Andrew, so I'll miss you, but it's been great seeing you today, and thanks so much for recording these songs for us. Yeah, of course. It's always good to talk to you. Oh, dear friend, won't you speak to me? Well, you can watch the videos that Andrew and his crew shot for this Soundcheck podcast. It's on the New Sounds YouTube page or, of course, right here at the website, newsounds.org. Our technical director is Irene Trudell. Our producer is Karen Havlick. I'm John Schaefer. Thanks for being with us. That's your love When Push comes to shove